All right, welcome. Come on in. We got some chairs. You can see right over here. Welcome to the mega church. The sermon is already, you're a little bit late. The sermon is already uh, in motion here. And today's message, whoo, we're looking straight at hell. We're trying to look it in the eyes. What do we got on the West Coast? We have hundreds of wildfires out of control. Across the country, the pandemic, the virus is still raging in some places, cooling down a little bit in some places. That's good. But we have suicides, heart disease, cancer rates. Down in the Gulf, another monster storm. Wow. In the South Atlantic, there's a line of monster storms. They're in line like they're waiting to vote at the post office. Up at the North Pole, have you heard this? Open water. What happened to the snow and the ice, Mommy? What happened to the snow and the ice? Is Santa Claus going to be in a bikini this year? We have got something going on, people, and I want to ask you a simple question. What do we call what's happening right now? What is the name for what is happening around the world? Coral reefs bleached, fisheries fished, mountain ranges extinct, silence sweeping across the prairies and wetlands. What do we call what is happening right now? Every little town has its own tornado. The disasters have been multiplying. Natural, did you know this? Little known fact, but it's an overwhelming fact. Natural disasters have been doubling every 10 years for the last 50 years. What is this? Choir, can you come over here? I want to show you, introduce to the megachurch, the choir here. This is an unusual choir. They've gathered in Brooklyn, New York, but they are from all over the world. These choir people, these wonderful singers, are survivors from disasters. <laughs> Am I right? They're laughing a little bit, but it's true. They are from avalanches and mudslides and earthquakes and typhoons and poisonous lakes. They are survivors. Somehow they got here, and now they're harmonizing together. You're going to love this song. It has something special. You ready? There's something special in this song. This is a quiz from your pastor. I want you to tell me... What's surprising about this song? You ready? Here it is. We thought we could raise the alarm, but there were always other fires. And the children don't know. The children do not know. We thought we could shout the story, but the silence grew.
that's a beautiful song. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And the name, the thing that I want the big institutions to name, but they don't, is, yes, let's be honest, the end of the world. And the singers, they did something that I wanted you to recognize. Remember when I asked you to see what might be unusual in their harmonies, in their joyful delivery of this tragic thing that we think of as mass death, the end of the world. Well, that's it. It's not the kind of thing that you sing about with happiness usually, is it? It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. And that's happy. That's what we just heard. Well, now we turn to the big institutions and we say, we want to harmonize. We want to look at what is happening, which appears to be a decisive extinction episode in which many of us will die. We want to look at it honestly and harmonize together as we do that. And the biggest institutions, that's what they don't want because they don't want us to break out of our monoculture. They've got us in a monoculture where we continue to buy in patterns. We continue to service the economy in particular patterns where the big institutions get their money. The big boys want us to be their profit center. It's that simple. But we want to see the unity behind all the different tragedies. We want to see how the hundreds of wildfires are the same thing as the hurricanes in the Gulf, or the same thing as the pandemic. It's all, it's all one. It's the natural world. And we have to get there. We're made of the natural world. We have the earth in us. Am I right? The materials of the earth are in us. We are walking ecosystems. We have thousands of living things in us. We have to join, get through, break through, and join up with the evolution, terrifying as it may be, that is going on right now. And those emotions in that harmony, you can hear, you can feel the gratitude, the forgiveness, the loyalty, the empathy, the tenderness. They add up to the thing that we call love. And I'm not talking about the love that the big institutions give us, which is love that we're supposed to buy with our credit cards. No, I'm talking about the natural world's love. And that joy, that's like a major revolutionary belief. That's the kind of big-time faith that all the change that has ever taken place in our culture, people have had that. The revolution that started our country, the abolition of slavery, all the movements, all the movements forward have had this big feeling of, yeah, love. I was going to say courage, but it's more than courage. If we have that earth inside of us, we will be able to break out of our monoculture, break out of our repetitious patterns in this capitalist consumerist rat trap we're in. Break through and go out to the wind, go out to the flood, go out to the fire. Meet the earth, understand the earth, and maybe we can start changing how we operate with all these poisons and overpopulation and pollution and the climate. We use the earth right now as a waste dump. We have to change how we live. Amen.
That's going to be something we have to help each other with. Going to have to harmonize with each other. Amen? Earthalooia. Somebody give me an Earthalooia here today. All right. We're going to go back to the Stop Shopping Choir now. And they're going to sing a song. It takes us through the steps of change. It's so difficult. We can only do this together. You can't do this alone. Let's do this together. Here we are. It goes from the anguish, the anxiety, the fear of violence, step by step by step, more and more faith in the earth until at the end there is that exaltation that we know it will take to have real change. Climate changed me when I lost my only job. Climate changed me when my mom began to sob. Climate changed me when the storm tore off the roof. Climate changed me when the sky told me the truth. Well, I always knew that I would have to change. But do I have to die, die to change, change, change? Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the flash flood makes you scream. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the drought dries up your dreams. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. With three cousins underground. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the springtime made no sound. Well, I always knew that you would have to change. But do you have to die, die to change, 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 time is changeless, when the flower lost its being, time it changed us, when to be is not to be, time it changed us, when the sunshine hates us Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Climate change is expensive. 
In the last 40 years, 663 disasters linked to climate change in the United States killed 14,223 people at a total cost estimated at $1.77 trillion, a bit more than Canada's gross national product in 2018. Economic losses in Europe resulting from climate-linked extreme weather from 1980 to 2017 were lower, totaling $537 billion. The difference was the cost of tropical storms, which don't affect Europe, but accounted for nearly half of the U.S.'s total costs. Flooding is typical in southern, central, and eastern China during the Meiyu, or Plum Rain the East Asian wet season that runs from June to August. But this year's floods have been historic. The middle and lower basins rainfall from June through mid-July was the highest on record since 1961. 33 rivers recorded record high flows and the water level in 433 rivers was above the flood control line as of mid-July. These floods have had a broad impact. By the end of July, almost 55 million people had been affected across 27 provinces. 3.8 million people had evacuated and 158 people were dead or missing. The effect of the floods on people's livelihoods is still being accounted for, but the direct economic losses were estimated to be 20.7 billion US dollars at the end of July. An analysis of preparedness grants dispersed by FEMA shows the agency spends far more on counter-terror than natural disasters. In 2019, for example, the U.S. Government Accountability Office found more than $1 billion in FEMA grants assigned to counter-terror preparation and only $315 million in readiness for natural disasters. Over-policing and constant surveillance of low-income urban communities leads to the incarceration of animals as well as people, with many pets being killed in public animal shelters. Eviction was the number one reason dogs were surrendered to shelters. Sri Lanka will ban the import of most plastic products in a bid to protect wild elephants and deer that die eating the waste. Plastic in Sri Lankan landfills is a major killer of elephants, with autopsies showing kilos of it in the stomachs of animals who died after rummaging at dumps. Sri Lanka has already banned the manufacture or import of non-biodegradable plastic used for wrapping food and shopping bags since 2017. In the Amazon, 516 major fires covering almost a million acres were detected between May 28th and August 25th, 2020. The fire season is not even half over and is expected to run at least through September. Of those fires, 12% were within intact forests, while the rest were in recently deforested areas where the cut trees were allowed to dry out before being lit on fire to convert the former rainforest to cattle pasture and croplands. Norway has killed 481 minke whales so far this year, a number that surpasses the toll from the past three years. Norway continues its commercial whaling operation despite the International Whaling Commission's placing a global moratorium on commercial whaling in 1982. And thank you to 
Salvatry D, director of the Church of Stop Shopping, for talking with us about the news around the natural world. Now we go to an interview with Rick Anderson, who is a worldwide authority on the subject of fire. Fire management is his area. He's been running the fire management in the state of Florida for many years. Now he's retired from that, and he just travels the world advising people on this element that can destroy us, or it can be our friend. Here we go, Rick Anderson. With these hundreds of fires in California, uh, we have this knowledge of how people move out of the city seeking a better deal, and then uh, ranchers and so forth, they, they retire and sell, sell places that have good views, and that trade-off of beauty leaves people vulnerable to these fires uh, right now. Do you have any comment about the urban wild interface? That's what they call it. Yeah, here in Florida, we burn about 3 million acres a year. Right now, California is probably headed in wildfire to burn about half of that, possibly more. And the difference between California and Florida, which has a similar cultural and real estate story, if you will, you know, Florida, where I'm at now, when ranchers sell, it could come a development or a golf course, retirement homes, uh-huh. uh, that kind of thing. But the thing that when, when we're addressing nature and fire, like frost, flooding, uh, and many other so-called natural events, fire is one of the ones that has an overlap with culture. So in Florida, I think the contrast, what's going on in Florida, we have fire-dependent ecosystems, our biodiversity responds well with fire, but not just any fire. There are good fires and there are fires that are more severe and more destructive. And so what they have going on in California is they took on a a different tact than Florida did, a a different strategy after the pioneer era. And what they did is they started suppressing all of their fires in the Uh naive idea that they were protecting nature. And of course, Smokey Bear was a powerful icon. Uh You know, how a shirtless bear that hugs kids is able to get into the natural, um, in the national psyche, well, it was very effective. Can you imagine if the Just Say No campaign was as effective as Smokey Bear? The result in California where the ranchers around Monterey and the grasslands out there, and as well as the indigenous people that came before us, were manipulating and using fires we have for eons. Then you come in with a mostly European protectionist, we must keep the forest green. And after decades of a fire prone environment, a place like California that needs regular fires, even the moist redwood forest uh, or the sequoia forest, then you let fuels build up after all of the successful militarized attempt at hazard pay over time and chest beating heroics which certainly we need those. If you want to have your house defended, you want the yellow shirts in your yard. But I would say, let's not go there yet. So, but we're there now. And California's got uh, a situation where they got high fuel loads. They've got environments where it's changed there, uh, dry winds, uh, urbanization. Uh, In other words, they've got a mess. And you say fuel loads now, Rick. You, you, uh, to the layperson, 
uh, you're saying um, the buildup of uh, flammable vegetation and uh, absolutely that kind of that kind of underbrush that some of the controlled fires that the uh, indigenous people uh, and shall we just say responsible uh, foresters used yes they controlled the fuel load didn't they absolutely they had a close relationship with land whether you're indigenous or you're a pioneer or you're a rancher you're somebody who is closely working with a piece of land you understand that there are days where you dry windy days where you should not even think about burning your your grasslands your shrublands the understory of your forest but if you know your land well you know that you have plenty of days where you can safely do that uh you know let's just go back uh, you know into history uh, you've seen those California hills around Malibu that are incredibly flammable. If you're going to walk through those in a, in a hunting situation as an indigenous person, you're probably going to get that thing burned off several months before to where it gets greened up. It's easy to walk through. And guess what? The animals are grazing on that green up. So what we're dealing with is just a broken relationship with nature. It's something that you see in your work over and over now that we've suppressed fires we've tried to control nature well now the genie is out of the box and of course it's extra challenges in places like florida densely populated places whether you're in florida or california because also we got the additional variable of air quality uh, you can't just burn any day of the year and especially if you're in a mountainous ecosystem like you have in california uh, that smoke's going to get down in the valleys and affect health so in other words, we have a really naughty problem with wildland fire. And again, it's an outgrowth of a broken relationship with nature. And it's very distant from us until we realize that that wild flame in the redwoods is kin to that same flame in the high pressure sodium lights that light up your street at night. Oh, this is Reverend Billy again. I learned so much talking to Rick Anderson his knowledge of this element that is so in our face, so famous, so kind of taken for granted, it could destroy us, it could sustain us, it can heat us, it can leave us. Thank you so much, Rick, for your wise words. I'm feeling grateful to the singers, the Stop Shopping singers at the top of the show, to Savitri Deed for reading the news from the natural world. We've been looking at all of these disasters that have been lining up and hitting us, and killing a lot of us. And we have received our instructions from the big institutions, the leaders, the public spokespersons. They're all telling us that these disasters are separate events, like a car accident way over there and another car accident way over there. But now listen to me, Earthalia. I know and I think that a lot of the people who are listening to me right now in their pickup trucks and laundromats and in the rec rooms with the computers and I know, we know, we're having the same thought at the same time. We're having the same common sense at the same moment. We know that the disasters are connected, that there's this ball spinning in space with a lot of water on it and there are disasters all over the surface of this planet Earth. And there's a reason for it. And the big institutions are trying to tell us that 
there's no reason for it and that the dis disasters are not connected in any way? They're telling us, oh, well, accidents will happen. No, there's a reason for the disasters and they are coming from something. They're not coming from nothing. And why are we having this common sense together? It's because we are the earth ourselves. We are made of the material of the earth. There's some kind of wisdom that we have in our bodies. We recognize something. We've been out of practice. We haven't been sensing things this way for a long time. This mysterious thing in the wind and the waves and the fire. There's a language there. Something we're supposed to understand is there. Somebody help me translate the language of the earth, please. We almost hear you. We're gonna keep listening. We know we're in a struggle here, a struggle against extinction. And we know that it's not really the end of the world. It might be the end of us, but extinction is actually the beginning of a new world. We know that and we fear for our children. We wish we could do more. We will try to understand what is happening here with this dangerous expression coming from the earth. We will try to join the struggle in a way that maybe gives our children just a little more of an opportunity to have a life. But we know, joining you, that there are no guarantees and that our fate, our individual fate, our human being, pride, our, how everything's centered on us, we know that can't continue. We know that life, the life of the earth, is the thing we are struggling for. This may not be the same thing as my individual life. There have been many extinction episodes in the past, and the earth has struggled through, even when 95% of all the living things disappeared. Life persevered. Now you're struggling with a chemical imbalance. We put it there. The problems you've got right now, the discomfort you're feeling, I know we had a lot to do with it. Forgive us and hear us when we say, we want to do the right thing now. Ursula, Mystery, mystery, mystery. Ah, we don't know. Let us in on it. Ursula, we know we can struggle with you. We can change what we do. Oh, somebody out there in Radio Land, give me an Ursula. We're going to do this together, right? We're going to find a way find what to do. We're out of practice. We haven't worked with the earth. We'll find out. We'll have the faith. Oh, much thanks to all the people that made this possible. We'll work together. Thanks to our producer, Jason Candler. Nobody really can explain. Most of life is a mystery. But we can laugh, we can sing, we can love, right? Somebody give me an Ursaluya. Ursaluya, everybody. Ursaluya. Till next week. Amen. Amen.